Hey everyone, and welcome to the 23rd episode of my podcast, History from the Back Pages, which goes in depth on historical figures and events throughout history. This week's episode will focus on the first Japanese expedition to Antarctica led by Army Lieutenant Nobu Shiraz, who was the first man to land on King Edward VII Peninsula in Antarctica. Nobu Shiraz was born in 1861 in Japan, and his father was a priest, so most likely he thought that he was going to become a priest, so he was getting ready to join the priesthood. But early in his life, Nobu was really interested in polar exploration and explorers who went to were going to the poles, and he wanted to end up going to the North Pole and South Pole as well. And he had that love, that passion, that dream to go to travel into the North Pole. And he not really wanted to be a priest. So he quit the priesthood. And in 1881, he joined the Imperial Army, where he managed to go up to the rank of lieutenant. And Nobu did not drink, smoke, and was also very, he loved to exercise. Those are some fun facts. And his first dream was to travel to the North Pole, but so now it's early 20th century, so about at the point of 1908, and he wanted to go to the North Pole, but Sir Robert Perry beat him, so he decided to scrap going to the North Pole in regards, because he knew he wasn't going to make it, he wasn't going to be the first one, so he decided to travel to the South Pole instead, try and become the first man to make it to Antarctica. And he started out with problems because there were other expeditions also going to Antarctica from different countries that were far more funded. The government was caring way more about them than the Japanese government. And the Japanese government basically told Nobu, eh, we don't really care. We're not going to give you any money. So they weren't going to fund his trip to Antarctica. So he needed to get private funds, which he was struggling to. Not a lot of wealthy donors in Japan were willing to shell out money to a trip to go to Antarctica. Basically laughed at him and told him that it was ridiculous. But a prime minister, former prime minister, Count Omuka, he donated money, Okuma, and he was not one of the people who laughed at Nobu. He gave him a lot of money and helped him get out of his way to Antarctica. So he was basically the main person who helped Nobu get started on his trip to the South Pole. So in 1911, the end of 1910, that's when this expedition started. It was from 1910 to 1912. And he traveled on the ship, the Karin Maru, a small fishing vessel with his crew. And the ship was made out of pine, elm, cypress trees. And it had an iron hull that was like iron sheathed, so iron was covering the hull. And they started out late at the get-go due to the money issues and managed to finally find a crew for his vessel, the Maru. They were already behind Scott and Roland Almondson. They were already ahead of him, Almondson. <coughs> so due to the horrible weather, they had to go to Australia. Once they got to Australia, they had to wait until November 1911 
to be able to go to Antarctica. And while there in Australia, he received help from Edgeworth David, who was the Antarctic explorer, and gave him a samurai sword for his help. Which, interesting fact, the samurai sword that Nobu gave Edward David can be found at the Australian Museum in Sydney, Australia today. And once they left Australia, they managed to make it to Antarctica in 1912, early 1912, and they ended up already being beat by Robert Falcon Scott. And Amundsen already beat him. So basically, Nobu was like, oh, couldn't make it. So he decided to, instead of going to the mainland of Antarctica, he decided to travel to the King Edward VII land, which is now Peninsula. It's called Peninsula. And it's named after King Edward VII because Robert Falcon Scott was the first person to discover the peninsula, but he didn't land there. And also, Ernest Shackleton also discovered King Edward VII land, but he didn't, land, he didn't land either. They both failed. They couldn't do it. So, the first person to ever land on the King Edward VII land was Nobu Shiriz, not Robert Falcon Scott or Shackleton. They could definitely be used in a trivia question. You could be, who was the first person to land on King Edward VII Peninsula? And most likely, someone would obviously say Robert Falcon Scott or Ernest Shackleton or maybe Roland Amundsen. No one would say Nobu Shiraz. That would definitely not be the answer that anyone would ask. I could easily ask my dad because he's really into Antarctic exploring and explorers. Maybe he would guess Nobu, but I don't think so. I don't think he would, even he would guess Nobu. <laughs> so he beat them both and landed there. And once he arrived back in Japan, everyone in Japan loved him. They were giving him good luck. They were like, yeah, he made it. The first Japanese explorer to go to the South Pole. Everyone's partying. There's a lot of action going on in Tokyo. And after a few weeks, the sensation of it basically went away. And the Japanese government wouldn't give him any money to reimburse him for going to the South Pole. So he was basically broke for the rest of his life and struggling to make ends meet. And in 1927, he met Roland, who was who one of his um, idols. He wanted to meet him when they were both going to the South Pole. But even though the ships passed one another at a certain point, they didn't see, get able to meet until 1927, about 15 years later. And his life was pretty obscure. Not really talked about him until his death in 1946 at the age of 85. And once he passed, there's been a lot more talk about him. And a lot of people in Japan and the United States have given him awards. And he's been recognized in Japan, especially in Sturban ships who went to vet on expeditions to Antarctica in the future. And they named a vessel after Nobu Shiraz. And in his hometown, a statue 
was erected close to where his house, where he's born. And the Cherise Antarctic Exhibition Party Memorial Museum, dedicated to the explorer's memory, opened in his hometown in 1990. Each year on January 28th, there's a festival which talks about his life, which is pretty interesting. And Nobu Shirez, I kind of forget, I don't really know about him. So he was not one I knew. I knew about Scott, Earl Shackleton, um, <coughs> ones like that. Those were definitely well-known explorers I knew, but I didn't know about Nobu Shirez. So just to go over about what we learned this week's episode. He was born in 1861. He wanted to become an explorer. He joined the Japanese army. And once he left Australia, he became the first Japanese man and first person to land on Kindle Edward's Seventh Peninsula. And he's been more talked about since his death. So in the 1950s and, and on, more people started to talk about Nobu. It was definitely interesting to learn, learn about him. Because a lot of explorers who went to the South Pole and North Pole, they ended up dying. There's a lot of hardships, sacrifice, deaths. But as far as historical record shows, Nobu, no one in his party died. There wasn't any illness or sickness. Everyone was able to return back to Japan healthy, which is definitely a surprise. Especially since his ship it was way smaller than Earl Shackleton and Scott Sips. There's about half the size of Scott's and one third the size of Shackleton's. So people were surprised that Nobu was able to do it, but he did. So he made it to the South Pole. So thanks everyone to listening to the 23rd episode of my podcast, History from the Back Pages. And we're almost done with Explorers. So we'll probably have a couple more, maybe one, two more. We'll have to see. And then we'll start with Season 3. So thanks everyone for listening this week. And see you next time. Bye!